luggage, I could get the car and I could just not travel anymore because I've already done it. Well, it had the complete opposite effect. And then I got addicted to traveling. And then I was like, okay, forget the house and the car. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> Hi, this is Shannon. And Kristen, and we're better known as the Vogel Twins. Yay! <laughs> Today, we have a really special guest. Today, we're going to meet Sherilyn Carter. She is a full-time content creator, a social media hype girl. Mm -hmm. She is the founder of the travel community, Travel Addicts UK, and also big on supporting others to release their inner queen of confidence and build an authentic brand online. Sherilyn, thank you so much for being here today. (laughs) (laughs) Girls, I cannot tell you how excited I am to be here. I feel like it's been so long since I've talked to anyone else side of my little you know social bubble anyway so this is great I know but also to talk about travel I mean you know Mm -hmm. I'm all over it so super excited thanks for having me oh my god of course we're so happy that you wanted to be on like we said off mic I was like our energies are matching so hard so like this is gonna be so much fun I know I'm already anticipating just like constant laughter and like my face already hurts because I'm so excited (laughs) like just from smiling contagious though your energy is so i'm really excited right back at you you are like a little happy pill (laughs) i know i love it i'm just like oh i'm energized already we haven't even like barely started (laughs) Uh, all right so before we get into all the things i want to hear about your beginning so for people who don't know your journey what got you into start make start making travel addicts uk and creating the community you have So this is quite an interesting question because I feel like now that I do travel at its UK and now that that's my community, it makes so much sense. And I'm so confused as to why I didn't start it before, because there's always been signs. There's always been signs that I love creating communities and bringing people together and sharing stories. But there were all these little opportunities along the way that I could have started Travel Addicts and I just never did. And I guess the defining moment for me personally was, I I mean, we'll probably go into this in a bigger story because it's a whole story. But back in 2014, um, I actually, me and my best friend at the time, we went and did a working holiday visa in Australia. So we flew literally to the other side of the world. I'd already had a little bit of international experience working abroad, but never Mm -hmm. to the point that I literally packed up my bags, had no job, had very, very little income, (laughs) and flew to Australia with this kind of dream to just travel around the country, work in like restaurants and be a waitress and just meet people from all around the world and have this backpacker life experience. I almost felt like there was a bit of an expiry when it came to backpacking. I thought there's going to come a time I'm probably one and only going to do, you know, luxury travels. I was like, this, mm-hmm. this is the time to do the hostel vibe. So we went mm-hmm. over there and, you know, during that trip, I cannot explain to you the amount of people that I met from all over the world because Australia, particularly the backpacking scene, was this hub for people from all over Europe, all over Asia, all over, like all over the world. And they're all in this one place. And it was my first real experience in staying in huge hostels where you're sharing rooms with all different people from all around the world. You know, some rooms were co-ed and, you know, I traveled all the way up the East Coast. I lived on a farm doing, you know, packing bananas for months on end. (laughs) And it was mental. (laughs) So during, during that trip, I mean, every hostel that you went to, every new roommate that you had, every little social gathering that there would be or every, you know, beach barbecue, you would just be exposed to so many different people from everywhere. And it was, you know, oh yeah, where have you been? And I'm, I'm going to be doing this next road trip and I'm going to be doing this and we're doing this excursion. And there were just all these ideas. And it, it was the first time that spontaneously, I because I had a whole year to be there, I could say, yeah. oh, where are you going tomorrow? Yeah, we'll come and do that road trip with you. Or yeah, we'll come and, we'll come and stay in that hostel with you for a month. And I've never experienced anything like that in my life. So all of a sudden I was exposed to it all. And then when I got home, I had all these different connections, all these different friends from everywhere. And I'd created this community of friends that I would reach out to. So I'm, if I knew that certain people had done certain itineraries, I could message them and say, hey, I remember that you went to the Philippines. Could you tell me a bit more about that? Or, oh, I remember that you went here. Could you tell? And I thought, this is exhausting because I'm trying to connect with everyone from all over. I'm messaging a million different people. Wouldn't it be great if there was a group where everyone was just sort of in one space? 
And obviously there are so many different travel communities, so many different groups online. But what I found was that because some of them were so big and so fast paced and fast moving, that when I posted in there, my message would get lost and you know it, it would just disappear and it didn't have as much of a sense of community to what I was looking for with genuine people that I knew. So I thought, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a travel addicts group. And, you know, I want it to be all about people that are sharing their genuine experiences from traveling. I don't want it to be TripAdvisor where it's kind of, you know, monetized. I just want it to be something Mm -hmm. where people are just talking about, hey, I found this really good hike or I found this really good trip. So I started this community. And when I say I started it, it probably started with 40 people. It was so small and it was a group of people that I genuinely knew. All of them were people Mm -hmm. that... I'd spoken to, that I'd traveled with, and I said, I'd messaged them all and said, hey, I'm gonna get you into this group, post your pictures, because this is another thing that I realized while traveling, is that yes, I was having the best time and I was doing all these incredible trips, but not everyone cares, you know? <laughs> honestly. <laughs> not everybody cares, I just swam through a waterfall multiple times throughout the week. They're like, okay, we get it now. I love seen- that honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Because they've seen one waterfall picture, they've seen them all. So I think yeah. that I got to the point that my Facebook, you know, profile became the highlight. But then really getting mm-hmm. down to the nitty gritty, the detail, how to get there and how long to stay mm-hmm. and the recommendations. It just wasn't really for the feed, you know. So yeah. that's why in this travel community, that's what we started sharing. And then it grew mm-hmm. and then it grew. And then friends started inviting their friends and friends started inviting their friends. And the amazing mm-hmm. thing to me was when it got to the point that people were in this group that nobody knew. You know, I didn't know them, my friends didn't know them, and there were just people that had found the group and thought, oh, this is great, and started posting in there. And I thought, this is exactly what I want. And then organically, yeah. you know, over the years, it's just, it's grown and grown and grown. And we're constantly getting, you know, new members that are requesting. And at the moment, it's gone, you know, naturally to a bit of a lull because no one could travel. But now we're starting yeah. to talk more about staycations and people finding mm-hmm. things to do on their own doorstep. So. You know, as as we've weaved through the years, the, the group has molded as well. And I love that. And it's still got a very good community feel, which I like as well. No, I love that. I know. Honestly, like, I'm one of those random strangers. Yes. The yes. funny thing is, is, like, when I found your page, I'm not from the UK. But I was like, I don't care. I want to be one of you guys anyway. <laughs> getting into it and yeah. to be totally honest I'm not surprised that your group has grown the, the grown the way it has because I mean you mm-hmm. guys hear it in her voice you have this magnetism you have this energy and this authenticity in the message that you send mm-hmm. any post I mean I like those posts so don't keep <laughs> yes. posting them <laughs> I like them I like those waterfall posts <laughs> I'm into it I'm into it but I get what you're saying in the sense where you want to get into the nitty-gritty and I mm-hmm. appreciate that you yeah. know what I mean I think that's what when you travel more and having that experience that you had through the mm-hmm. year where the spontaneous, you were living like such an interesting lifestyle where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like I'm going to go here today. Why the heck not? Like yeah. no plans whatsoever. It gives you a unique perspective, meeting different people. And I'm so grateful that you made a community of those types of people to like bring into my world. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yes. To get a different perspective myself. It's mm-hmm. like such a great thing. I'm so glad that you had this community, honestly. No, like, I know. I'm into it. And actually, like, even, like, on that note, you had actually done a segment on your Instagram where you had the people of your community talking about their travels. And, like, that was something that I was so drawn to because yes. it was, like, so real. Like, the people yeah. that you brought on there, it was just, like, I, like, every – I, like, I waited for those. You had, like, a week full of those people. <laughs> yes, and I was just, yes, like, you're who's done. next? Yes. I was like, who is next? I am so excited. Like, even though it's in different time zones, I'd just be like in the morning, like, okay, who's 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 today? You know what I mean? Like, I got yes. so excited because the people that you bring in are so real and authentic. And in, like, you know, in from that segment, I was curious, like, what are your favorite? I mean, obviously, everyone has an amazing story that was told, but was there anyone that stood out to you during that, like, time that you were doing those? On yeah, I mean... I mean, to be honest, there were so many because don't forget, there are people in this community that that comment and like and share, but they're not necessarily yeah. always sharing their stories. So they'll yes. I post in I post in the group and said who would like to be interviewed, and I left it open mm-hmm. to the floor because I I do feel that in so many different communities, particularly you know with Instagram, you you have to reach mm-hmm. a certain level of followers or engagement for people to want to find out your story whereas I was like you know what I don't care like whoever you are you know you can have 10 followers I don't care let's get you a platform and let's share your story so it was quite interesting for me because I was genuinely shocked and surprised by people that are in the group that are sharing commenting every single day talking about different Mm -hmm. things and then all of a sudden 
they're telling me these unbelievable stories that I'm like, how are you living this life? And I had no idea because they're only yes. talking about what they're doing in that moment. So for me, the whole experience was fantastic. But one of the girls mm. that really stood out to me was a girl called Maggie because she's always commented and shared quite a few things. But her and her husband, they have spent, I wish I could remember off the top of my head now, but it's, I mean, we're talking 20 years, traveling yeah. around to different you know, countries and all these amazing places to teach internationally. Mm -hmm. And her story of just being this person that is, oh yeah, right, what's the next opportunity that's coming up and, and connecting mm -hmm. through this network of teachers and meeting people, it blew my mind because, you know, yeah. it, it seems like a film and it seems like the kind of lifestyle that the average person doesn't have. And I was talking to her, she was in Italia, having a great time. She's like, yeah, we got offered to go to Sweden. We got to go here, you know, we got to go there. And it's just an, an unbelievable lifestyle. And, and I guess stories like that make me realize that, because, okay, so I'm, I'm like going on another tangent, but this does No, connect. I love it, I love it. So, <laughs> keep going, keep going. so what I used to believe, and I'm sure that you guys will agree with me and so many people in the travel community will, is that I thought when I was younger, I was like, I need to get all of the travel out of my system now so that when I'm, you know, a little bit older, you know, when I'm approaching my 30s or late 20s, I can then settle down. I can get the mortgage, I can get the car and I can just not travel anymore because I've already done it. Well, it had the complete opposite effect. And then I got addicted to traveling. And then I was like, okay, yeah. forget the house and the car. I'm going to keep doing <laughs> And then all of my priorities, all of this stability that I was hoping for, it never came. I was just like, you know what? <laughs> do I buy a car or do I go to Thailand? <laughs> so wow, you me, sound just like us. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's definitely travel addiction. But you know, yeah. speaking to people in the community that were, were that were doing both, you know, they kind of challenged mm -hmm. this perception yeah. of you have to chat, you have to travel first, and then you have mm -hmm. the stability. You have to do. I, I was kind of you know, exposed to this new world of people that were doing both and, you know, getting older in life and still being able to travel and have these amazing life experiences, mm -hmm. but just not living in one place. So for me, that was a real eye-opener eye throughout that series. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because that is a revelation very similar to us. Like yeah. When we went backpacking, that was like the biggest thing that I noticed that like, yes, you meet so many people your age. When you yes. meet people that are like in their 50s and 60s doing the exact yes. same thing as some 20 year old, it made, you're like, yep. it shattered my beliefs of the mortgage and the car. <laughs> yeah, like, definitely. Like, yeah. It's like, it's one of those things though, like you're right, it's a balancing act where it's mm -hmm. like, you can, I, I don't want to say you can't have it all, but it's like, you can figure it out. Like yeah. it doesn't yeah. have to end in your 20s when you're young. Like mm -hmm. travel evolves no matter what age you are. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was like the most amazing thing that got me more excited about travel like you said yeah. it made yes. me more addicted i was like i can yeah. keep going yeah. <laughs> oh. so much fun it was almost oh validation of, of what is yes. possible and and i think mm -hmm. sometimes we, we're kind of so set in stone as what to, what life should be and how life should look and there's this structure but mm -hmm. you know in the 21st century life is changing not many people yeah. are living in one place you know and i'm talking it doesn't even have to be you know super far across the world but even just different yeah. cities different lifestyles and Obviously, we've seen how COVID has transitioned things. People are working mm. freelance, working from home. There's so many mm -hmm. more opportunities within that now. And mm -hmm. the whole journey of, of seeing and seeing other people that were living that, I mean, very similar to you where I met people that were older that were, that were backpacking. I met someone yeah. who was like, yeah, you know what? I've, I've, I got married. We got divorced. We sold the house. And I thought, let me just go and have a year and go and do what I want to do. And this yeah. also was a fascinating thing. I went to Turkey mm -hmm. last year. I'm, I'm sure you girls might have seen it. I'll show you I some did. pictures if not. I saw it. I saw it. I love yes. it. But I'll still see, I love to still check it out with you. <laughs> yes. yes, you know, you know. So while I was on this trip, you know, I went, I went by myself, my first ever solo trip. And my sister came and joined me at the end of the trip. But while I was there, I was just working on my laptop and, you know, I got to know the staff. And I think that traveling by yourself opens up a whole new can of worms anyway, because you engage with people in a way that you wouldn't if you were just with your friends or with your family, because, mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of a bit more open to having longer conversations with people and yes. getting to know people in restaurants and things like that. So I was in this little hotel room in this tiny little hotel. It only had 12 rooms, I believe. So it's quite small and, and boutique. <laughs> And the lady, so someone halfway through my trip moved in next door. I say moved in, you know, like I was living there. I was on holiday, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> so she came, she came in and, and it was this older lady. I, I believe off the top of my head, I'm sure she was early 60s or late 50s. And I said, oh, you know, what, what's going on here? You know, what, what's going on with your trip? And she said, I'm traveling by myself. She goes, everyone thinks I'm crazy. 
She'd been married for years and sadly her partner had passed away. He was somebody that didn't, he, he just wasn't interested in travel. He'd do holidays, you know, maybe to Spain, like in a resort or something like that. But he wasn't interested in, you know, quote unquote traveling. So as soon as he, he had sort of passed away, she was like, okay, well, now that I've got this time, you know, I've, I'm retired, I've, I've got some money, um, I don't have to sort of accommodate to those kind of trips. Let me just go and do my own thing. And she blew my mind. We ended up going for dinner together and we we're chatting away and her life was just so exciting. And I thought, this is a life that I never thought I would have, where I'd randomly be staying in a hotel room next to somebody and then having dinner with them that night. Like, it was oh, wild. I love that. So I love this whole travel um, challenge in your perspective because I never would have had that if I'd have stayed in my hometown. And I'd mean this for anybody. You can live in the best hometown. You know, you can be born in New York, Mm -hmm. for example. But if you don't go (laughs) out and see something different, then Mm -hmm. you're never going to know what else is beyond that. And your reality shifts so much when you meet different people traveling. Uh, You literally, I feel like, embody what our podcast is about. about. Like, I feel like as you're talking, (laughs) I'm just like... It's like, all right, you're, host, you're the host now. Yeah, it's going to be now called <laughs> the Vogel Twins and Sherilyn. Yes. <laughs> We're changing yes. our name. Yes, <laughs> no, I just, like, like it. The energy. But you know what's funny? Like you were saying, like, oh, I, ne- I would never see myself doing that. I totally disagree with you. You have such a energy that you would you people gravitate towards you you know what i mean like i'm not yeah. super surprised by you saying that i was like of course yeah. you, you i feel like you'd make friends with literally anyone yeah. <laughs> yeah. i feel like if i was your neighbor and i was with my husband i'd be like hubby no not tonight i'm hanging out with charlotte <laughs> i'm going with charlotte <laughs> i'm hanging out with charlotte bye <laughs> like i i probably ditch whoever i was with to hang out with you sorry yes, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh that is the best compliment ever this explains right. why I've always got plans, girl. (laughs) Oh my God, I love it. No, but I'll have to say this though. I want to go back on your like IGTV like series though. I I do want to highlight one story because I'm not going to lie. Like I don't want to do any spoilers because I want people to go to to it because it really is such a great series to go on her Instagram and check it out. Yeah. But it was like one of the most amazing. I I, I want you to talk about it. Okay. I literally, my mind was blown. (laughs) Yeah. I was like on the I honestly if I talk about it I get emotional because it oh, honestly wow. almost it was making me cry when I, I was know listening I, to but, it. but also I want to like highlight it too because I want people to understand like these are the people that she's talking with like yes. I am obsessed so there's this yeah. one particular person and I apologize if I'm gonna say her name wrong for a second but I think it was Cian Lord and she had an accident where she had I spoiler in this sense she had lost her leg but something that I was like really drawn to or something that made me very proud in the sense was that we're from New York. So I know that, like, New Yorkers in general are the ones to, like, literally step up, like, when things go wrong. Like, honestly, like, we are, like, a very sort of type of people that, like, you know, as soon as something happens, like, you see, like, everyone running to that accident or that issue. We're not running away, we're running to the fire. Oh, like, that's the type of people that New Yorkers are. So to hear, like, in this moment, like, this awful, uh, you know, thing that happened to this girl happened in New York. And a bunch of New Yorkers, like, went and helped her, like, what has happened. I don't want to spoil everything right now because, like... But I think the thing that really uh, struck me is her gratitude with life, though. And, like, how that moment didn't deter her from being, like, it will stop my life. Like, she has continued on and, like, keeps traveling, keeps doing all these amazing things. Like, you know, like, aside from, obviously, like, her, like, you know... Like, I don't even call it disability. It's a strength, really. Like, her, you know, her emotions and things like that. Yeah. Like, to continue to travel and to show people that, like, just because they don't have a leg, like, you could still do these things. It's just, yeah. like, you know, how to navigate that world. And I love that you brought her on there. And, like, and in general, like, I feel like that's what I love about of, your community. Yes. Like, you know, like, how authentic it is. And, and something you even said earlier that I was just, like, sitting here just, like, oh, my God, I love this girl. That, and we're the same way. I don't care how many followers you have. Like, you could have three. But if you have a story to tell, like, I'm here to listen. And I love that you create that community and you like the community that you have literally embodies that. Like, yes. it, like there's no doubt in my mind that you haven't created that. Like it yeah. really is such a great And every area. person, I mean, she's just one of the many. I know yeah. we talked about her. You talked about your other story, <clears throat> excuse me, but I honestly feel like every story is so special. So guys, our listeners, please check out her IGTV like the- series. It's like unreal. Like so good. Captivating. Like, it's so captivating. Like you need your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked you don't have one. I'm so shocked you don't have a podcast. I mean, guys, we're probably going to change our name to The Vocal Twins and Sherilyn now. But, (laughs) but, you know, just just in case. I'm just going to go to your community and be like, guys, we have a podcast. Sherilyn's now on it. She's the host. on it. (laughs) I just, I really, really love the platform that, like, you've given people. And it's just like, as you said, like, you're just such a warm human being. So it's easy to open up to you. And I think that's a, a part of the many charms that you have. 
So thank you. Of course, we love you. And also, just talking about Sean's story as well. I mean, you guys will know it. She's one of my close friends. Like, and seeing her story play out has been so fascinating because there are Mm -hmm. two ways that you can look at things in life, and she is literally she embodies this this sort of warrior that all of us can mm-hmm. kind of look at our own lives and say, you know what, how do we want to look at this? How do we want to take this situation that's happened to me? And how can I use that to better the lives mm-hmm. of other people or better to, you know, better yes. the people around me? And and seeing that is incredible. And I think that through Travel Addicts, you know, through the community, mm-hmm. I've seen so many people travel and have, you know, difficulties in life and difficult things happen, but they travel despite that. And it's almost, yes. it, show, it shows you what's possible. And it's fascinating to me to see what humans are truly capable of when they are mm-hmm. kind of, you know, hitting rock bottom and there's challenges. And I, mm-hmm. I know that through travel, I have found so many things out about myself and, you know, through sort of mental health challenges that I've had and how that has kind of just mm-hmm. changed my perspective and changed my mindset. And I think that seeing that play out for other people is one of the most powerful things as well. Yes, oh it's just inspiring. And I love that you're able to like have these people share their stories, but we kind of want to uh, pull the script on you now. <laughs> I want to hear, hear about one of your favorite travel stories. I know the last time I checked, you've been to 41 countries. So that's like six out of seven continents. Have you, I, I don't know, has that added anymore? Like that's freaking nuts. <laughs> like, uh, oh my God. Here's the thing with the con- with the country thing. I feel like it's yes. it's almost an unfair thing to count because <laughs> I I've been to so many countries multiple times and then the number doesn't change and I'm like why <laughs> <is> so much. <laughs> it's like but I really travel you- a lot. It's like, the the forty one's yeah. a lot though. I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's an amazing so. number, and I think like out of all those countries, I know we've covered a lot so far. Yeah, like, I know. But I mean, forty-one. You must have more, and I want to hear it. <laughs> yes. What is one yes. of your favorite travel stories, and any lessons that you learned from it that you've taken with you today? Because I know, I know you mentioned a little bit overall the arcing, you know, the yeah, arching of travel, and you know how like it's kind of taught you. But is there any incident that really taught you a certain lesson? Okay, this is a really interesting question. And that I'm like sitting here now and there's a million things going through my head. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I suppose, so going back to sort of the countries and everything, in terms mm-hmm. of visiting somewhere new, I've always I've always had this juggling act of there's so many places that I've been to, particularly you guys will probably know that I've worked on a cruise ship. So so yes. many destinations came from being on a cruise ship and it was almost this balance of right, I know that I love this place so much. Do I go back to that place or do I do something new? So I feel like I'm always kind of yo-yoing mm-hmm. between going back to my favorite places and going somewhere new and favorite places and somewhere mm-hmm. new. So that is kind of, that's something in itself that I feel is an amazing lesson. There's there's always going to be something new that you experience in, this, in the same destination or the same country or, you know, whatever. You're mm-hmm. always going to have a different experience, but always get prepared to try something new. And that mm-hmm. is like the number one thing on my list. <laughs> I love trying new things. <laughs> So in terms of somewhere that has taught me something mega, um, okay, I'm trying to dwindle it down, let me think. So the first thing, I'm going to talk about Australia. So I know that I touched on this already before. But Australia is such a beautiful country. Like there's so many Mm -hmm. different types of landscapes there. It is just Mm -hmm. out of this world. And I didn't expect to see beaches that look like the Caribbean and then rainforests mm. that look like South America. Like I didn't expect to see all of that. Like it was all mm. in one place and it was crazy. But being on this, and so many people are going to be like laughing at this podcast because they know me so well. Being on the <laughs> banana farm changed my life. The banana farm. I love that. The banana <laughs> farm. So this is like, okay, you know what? We end the episode here. Go to a banana farm. <laughs> that is the lesson now. Yeah. Go. Oh my god. So, sorry, continue, continue. That's okay. So, how it works is in order to get approved for your second year visa in Australia, when you are in there, when you're there for your first year, you need to do, I think it's like three months of agricultural work. So, you can work on a farm Mm. or, you know, do something that's basically in the middle of nowhere. And that's your commit, that's your work to the country in order to Mm. then be able to apply for your second year visa. So, when you've done this work, this agricultural farm work or, you know, whatever, you get it signed off Mm. at the end. And then you put it in your application for the visa for your second year. So I was, so I knew that I wanted to go back for a second year. So I thought, right, okay, let me get this farm work done. So flew up to the middle of nowhere. 
in Queensland, Australia. We oh. and you're not allowed to call up as well. There's so many rules. So you're not allowed to call up. You physically have to be standing in there and they will tell you whether they've got availability or not because it's so sought after in terms of everyone wants to do, get their second year visa. So everyone wants to get farm work. So we get to the middle of nowhere. And when I tell you, it's literally the middle of nowhere. Way up in the <laughs> north of Queensland in a place called Tully. We get there, go to the front desk and we're like, right, we're ready. You know, we want to do some work. Like we, we want to work on a farm. So the lady at the front desk is looking for her paperwork. She's like, we've not got anything. Um, you're going to have to go away and come back. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Where am I supposed to go? Where am I supposed to go? Yeah. So we went to the next best place, which um, we ended up going to Townsville, right? So it's, it's not too far away. So we end up like staying in this place. And every day we're ringing up like, have you got any farm work? Got any farm work? So eventually when we got into this farm, like I said, middle of nowhere, but they've got this tiny community of all backpackers. So everyone that's there is from all over the world because they're all getting their, you know, their visa. So you've got locals that have grown up in this, you know, derelict place that's just surrounded by fields and fields and fields and fields and fields of farms. You've got so many people that are, you know, from the Aboriginal community. And it was, it was like you'd just been dumped in the middle of this random place. But then it taught me so much because, I mean, the, the Wi-Fi was terrible and it was very expensive. So again, it was kind of like cruise ship life. So, you know, you're isolated, there's limited yeah. Wi-Fi, you're in the middle of nowhere with all these different people from all over the world. There's nothing to do because all you're doing is trying to get this farm visa. So every day we were up at the crack of dawn and we went to go work in you know, this big warehouse where we're packing bananas all day. It was so repetitive and so boring. I've never been so <laughs> bored in my life. But when there's almost like this threshold of, of boredness that you can take. And then when you get to this yeah. point, you start getting creative and you start thinking about all the things that you can do with your life when you get out of this boring situation. <laughs> so then so it's honestly like at first I was like, I don't know how much more of this I can take. I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. And then it was almost like, bam, right. What am I going to do? How am I going to face the world when this is all over? You've got all this excitement. So I can kind of relate it to COVID and lockdown. I can imagine that so many of us were just busy getting on with our lives. Then all of a sudden you're trapped in your house and then you've got this mentality that as soon as I get out there, as soon as I get out of my house, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to spend more time with that person. I want to make this happen mm -hmm. because it kind of resets you, doesn't it? And I think you need these interruptions in life, however they come, to give you this new lease of life. So this is what happened to me in the banana farm. But not only that, I then strangely got comfortable with this element of having nothing. All I had was my backpack. We had nothing to do. We was all sat around all day and we made the most fun games out of nothing. We found entertainment in the most ridiculously boring things. The highlights of our day was going to the local supermarket, which hardly had any stuff in, and finding a chicken that was you know, on sale at the end of the day. And then we'd all sit around together on the floor and just dig into this chicken with our forks. And we would have the best time would have conversations where we spoke about things that you, you just wouldn't have if you were just in passing or working with your colleague. You know, you work with these people, you live with these people, you bond with them on a whole different level to anything else. And it mm -hmm. kind of taught me that you don't need everything in order to have a good time. Like you don't need all of the, the things that distract us on a day-to-day -day basis. You just need mm -hmm. a, a community. And I guess this is, again, going back to travel addicts. And I think that this is what really kind of gave me this community element and this, and this feel of, I know what's important in life. And I know that having this connection with people is the most important thing. So mm. it was almost like so this true. transformation. I, I, I went, I approached the banana farm knowing that, okay, this is gonna be horrible. I'm gonna hate this. But then when I left, <laughs> I was crying my eyes out because it was Aww. just such a unique experience that yeah. the average person will just never have because you know, how many of us just give everything up and go to the middle of nowhere for three months? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. So oh, it yeah. really, really was a transformational part of my life, I believe. And it's taught me so much about myself now. And, and you know, I'm, I'm totally happy with doing all the travel and seeing all the luxury, but I'm also okay mm -hmm. with spending time in my own company and, and just spending time yes. with the basics. And yeah, I think that's quite a nice lesson to learn. Yeah, uh, I'll say this. We didn't go to Banana Farm, but I had a very <laughs> similar experience. Yeah. But within the same sense of backpacking, you know, yeah. like we yes. talked about this off the mic and we were like, you know, we we're doing some of these questions. We were like thinking about our, you know, kind of internalizing it ourselves, you know, and I was like curious what you'd say. Never thought you'd say Banana Farm. <laughs> <laughs> that exactly. wasn't expected. 
like this. That was not expected, but I loved it. And as, uh, as per yes. usual, I love you, so that's amazing. Yes. But what oh I really God. love is, like, you said, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but what I love is that, what like, what backpacking does is realizing the things that you d- just mentioned, where it's like, I don't need that much. It's like, yeah, my company is enough. And it's like, that's what, like, that's what we try really hard in, like, our whole, even in our podcast and, like, mm-hmm. even with your community. It's like, I'm not trying to make this conversation about, like, I went here, here, and here. It's the life lessons. It's the mindset that you've given yourself by going through these experiences and realizing you are more than capable than you realize. I Mm -hmm. think that's, like, the biggest lesson because we joke all the time before we went backpacking. I mean, I always loved seeing people on Instagram living that backpacker life, and I always was, like, you know, which sounds awful, but I kind of gave myself doubts. And I was like, oh, I wish I could do it. I never gave that affirmation of like, I can do it. I will do it. But it wasn't until like a certain moment in life for the both of us that yeah. we're like, we're doing it. We're going to go backpacking and no one's going to stop us. And yeah. like, we did it. And like, when you're in that moment and you actually do these things, you realize the limitations you have are the ones you set on yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, you oh, are I love capable. That. Right. And it's one of those. And that's what I love about travel. And that's why I advocate. And I love meeting people like yourself Mm -hmm. who feel the same energy and want to share these life lessons with people so they can experience it themselves, too. You know, it's like you have this new sense of empathy. You have this new sense of like, I don't want to say this worldly view and make it sound pretentious, (laughs) but you have a different view of life and people and how and know how much joy it brings you. You want to share it with other people like this is such like people need to know this. You know what I mean? Like, I want to share this happiness. I want to share these emotions with you people because like it's such an amazing lesson to learn and the community that you like brought up it's like you realize how we're all so similar too no matter what your background is no matter where you're from it's so interesting that we're all connected you know what I mean in such an such a beautiful way so I freaking love that and the one thing I have to say because oh continue sorry yeah (laughs) I was just gonna say on that note what's also quite fascinating is I'm sure that you would have had very similar experiences to this but Mm. When you go to these places, when you meet people on the other side of the world or just by, you know, chance circumstances, there are certain people that are in your life now that you just cannot believe that you could have not seen, you could have not met if you hadn't taken that step. And some of the people that, yeah, I've met these people and I've, you know, worked on cruises with them or I've worked abroad with them and done different experiences. And even, like I said, living in different cities in your own country, you know, lived in London and there's people in my life now that I just could it would it scares me to think if you weren't in my life like how could I've missed you being in my life yes. so that is something that traveling has taught me like you just never know who you're gonna meet you really never know I know I love uh, that it's that's, that's something so we true. talk about that all yeah. the time that's why I again I love travel because you nailed it perfectly as usual <laughs> you just you just <laughs> get it killing it you're just killing it but it's like you meet these people and you have this weird soul connection that like it's like wow like just because you put yourself out there that's yeah. the biggest that's it was so taking it's so that rewarding. step taking that yeah. step and that's what gives you more confidence which I love which yeah. we're gonna talk about more later because yes. I know you have this amazing ebook which I don't want to get too excited <laughs> we're gonna make that a big reveal later guys so keep tuned uh, but the one thing I really admire about you is just last year you worked at a law firm in London and then decided to quit and now have become a full-time social media marketer where you advocate for self-confidence. You strongly encourage the importance of a positive mindset and share all your tips and tricks to blossom. I mean, we kind of like talk about this mindset so much and like how travel has changed all of us for the better, you know? Mm -hmm. Can you like elaborate on that just a bit more? I just kind of want to dive a bit deeper on it. Yeah, absolutely. So this is, this came about so crazily to me. So like I said, there's all these little clues that you go through in life that, that guide you to where you are. And you're like, well, obviously this makes sense. But at the time, you know, it didn't make sense. So again, when I did my traveling and, and I came back, I was like, right, okay, now I'm going to settle. <laughs> I still had this belief, this like settling belief that I'm going to kind of stop and do whatever I need to do. So moved back to London. So, well, first of all, I moved back to my hometown in Leicester. But I had this, I, had, I think that sometimes it's very difficult to go back home when you've had an experience like that because you're missing this yeah. sense of adventure and, and the fact that there's new things that are around the corner. So I, I was like, I'm home, but... I kind of I'm not ready to go home home I want to be somewhere else Mm -hmm. still so then I moved to London so I'm in London living my best life you know catching up with lots of different people obviously you know the overdraft was not my best friend but I was (laughs) having a great time and I was finding different experiences to do the whole time that I was there and I loved it so I still 
had this element of travel in my everyday life. So one of the things that me and my friends used mm. to do, which I would highly recommend everyone do this. So Time Out magazine in London, but they've got it all over the world in all the big cities. We mm. would plan once a week to go to a different place on, on the Time Out magazine. So we'd, go, we'd look through the magazine and we'd say, right, mm. what's free? Because obviously London, we have no money. What's free this week that we can go to? And we found so many incredible places. It might be like pop-up um, events that were happening in like South London. We went to like neon factories where you could go and have like tea there. Went to random afternoon teas. All these different things. So I still always, even though I wasn't traveling at the time, I still had this element of travel. And what I would do mm -hmm. is create content that was geared around local things to do in London. So that was mm -hmm. kind of how I found my, you know, like I, I found passion, I suppose, through doing that. So yes. I'm living a very mm -hmm. unusual life because I'm working in the law firm. I'm being super corporate. I'm wearing my suit every single day. And then after work, I'm going to a late night museum event and then I'm partying like crazy. <laughs> like it was like this, this double, <laughs> yeah, it was great. But then through that, because I was always creating this content and always doing these things, I ended up, so within the space of one year, I ended up applying for two separate competitions. So there were both competitions that were for the best job in the world, it was called. And it was, they were hiring someone. So two different companies, they were hiring someone to go around the world on their behalf and document and vlog and blog the whole thing, right? I found these competitions and I got down to the finals of them both. And this is both within the space wow. of a year. And it was, it opened my eyes to the fact that, hold on a minute, I love creating content and I love doing content. But mm -hmm. this could be a real job. Like it could actually be a real thing that I could really do. So through the first time that I did it, I got right down to the final and then I didn't get it. And I was gutted because I planned in my, I manifested everything. Mm -hmm. I was yes. like, make it happen, make it happen. It. I was like, no. And honestly, when I tell you, I visualized it. I could see myself going to, I, it was so, such a powerful visualization that I'd created for myself. I believed that it would happen. Mm -hmm. So then when this yeah. other competition came up that was for the same kind of job, I was like, this is wild. I am going for it. To the point that I even told my boss in the law firm, like, I'm applying for this job, so I might leave. <laughs> I, like, I knew in my soul, I was like, this is happening. Oh, this I am is... leaving. Like, I, I just mm -hmm. had this yeah. feeling that it was going to happen. So everything started to, to play in my favor. They wanted us to do... Um, a, a trip they wanted us to document a trip and vlog about it and kind of sell it to their audience so I was like amazing and it just so happened it fell in line with me being on holiday at that time so where a lot of people that had entered the competition were piecing together old footage to create to quickly send in for this thing I was on holiday so I'm creating content that I could directly say to the audience hey this is what I'm doing right awesome. now and it was amazing like it all just it really really lined up so I had this belief I was like this is what's going to happen this is what's going to happen then in this in the scheme of all of this happening my my social media profile had gone crazy because everyone was liking and sharing and commenting and, and saying Aww. like you know because you had to vote to win this competition so I'm like please guys help me yes. win this you know so that's yes. what was happening but then through that somebody else who I'd worked with before she has her own business and she had contacted me and said I love what you're doing on social media I love everything that you're doing I want to offer you a job working full-time as my content creator. What do you say? And this is, a, this, is, this is where kind of divine intervention steps in for me because I was at this position where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so close to my dreams. It's right there. I can feel it. I can taste it. I can touch it. And I said to her, you know, bear with me. I'm going to see what happens with this competition. And she said, this position is going to get filled very, very quickly. If you want to work with me, great. It's there. But if you want to go for the competition, that's fine. So I had to make a really quick decision. And in this situation, I, I was kind of really torn because I was like, do I want to create my own content or do I want to help someone create their content and build up their business? What do I do? Mm -hmm. And in the moment, obviously, I mean, you guys will know, like I was like, I want to take the job, I want to go. But something, yeah. something in me just felt like this is the right thing to do because it means that, I mean, it was a better pay. You know, I was comfortable working with a woman. I've worked with her before. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of guided me towards that. So through mm -hmm. that, I said, you know what? I'm going to accept it. So I accept the job with this woman to help create content for her business. Because I was like, this is mm -hmm. a guaranteed opportunity. Whereas the other one, I was still in the running for mm -hmm. a competition. So I accepted the job. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like a light went out. And the next week, this competition completely fell through. And then coronavirus happened. Wow. I have never felt so saved 
in my life. It was wow. because, honestly, because I'd already told everyone at work, I was like, guys, I'm out of here. I'm winning this competition. I'm gone. <laughs> I, would, I would have literally lost my job, everything. Everything would have been gone. So I'd yeah. accepted this job and then I started creating this content. So for the past year, I've been working alongside this woman, building her business, creating everything. But I've also been doing my own content, of course. You know, I've also been yeah. teaching people social media tips, all of the stuff to do with confidence, positivity. And because I've had such an incredible manifestation journey, I've started leaking that into mm -hmm. my content and teaching people that actually, you know, you might think that, that things might not fall into place, but your element of belief, mm -hmm. and I know that I had this unshakable element of belief. I was telling everybody... I believed it every night when I went to bed. I believed it every morning when I woke up. And I know that there's something in that. So I was like, I can help people yes. with this. I can help people with that part of my journey because it's what I'm so confident in. So then now I actually support people in growing an authentic brand, doing exactly what I used to do. So when I was creating content with this belief behind it, because I, I honestly believe that you can know all the content strategy in the world. You can know, yeah, I need to post at this time. I need to look at my analytics. I need to write like this. Mm -hmm. But without this belief and this confidence and this alignment and this unshakable yes. thing that it's already happened, then nothing happens. Mm -hmm. So it's almost this combination mm -hmm. of social media strategy and being able to communicate effectively, which, you know, you know, I like to communicate. So that is my strength. But also <laughs> alongside that, it's this, it's this next level energy belief and alignment that will bring those two together that then help you to mm -hmm. create content that you know effectively builds your inner confidence but also your outer creative confidence as well so that is what i do ladies <laughs> i love it oh, just hearing you talk gives me confidence i know we're, we're actually really big on manifesting too like big time like yes. i'm with you on I the like this past year has been like so about manifesting yes. you know what I mean like yes. just like seeing visualizing like I didn't realize like how powerful that was and yes. like I actually gotta give credit to our older sister she's very yes. into it and got us into it when we're all together during this time and it's just been like I feel like so like amazing. it's like the light in the tunnel it's yeah. like if like the person who needs to believe it more than anybody is yourself like you yes. cannot get seek external validation from anybody it's like you have a vision you're gonna make it happen like you manifested the life that you wanted even though it's interesting like you said this very divine moment for you even though it wasn't exactly how you looked at it the universe gave you a different avenue to yeah, something yes. that you're still amazingly good at and with all your talents you know yeah. and it's just like you manifested that yeah yes. you manifested that but this is what's this yes. is what's incredible. We sometimes have this vision of the mm -hmm. journey and, and how we want that journey yes. to play out. We're so set on that. And I think I've got yes. used to releasing the sort of how, because otherwise yes. if things don't happen exactly then you can look at it as a failure. You can be like, oh no, like that didn't happen. But really mm -hmm. I was being guided towards something else all along. And I can yes. look back at my journey now and see so many times that that's happened for me. And being, mm -hmm. you know, acknowledging that and kind of realizing that the energy that you put out there really does come back, it makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So I truly believe in the fact that you need to marry the two things together. If you just do one, if you only manifest and take no action, nothing's going to happen. But if you only take action and don't do the, the inner strength and the inner activity behind that, nothing's also going to happen. So you've got to kind of merge the two together to get the result that you want. And also be aware mm -hmm. that the result that you want might not actually be what you think you want. <laughs> Be yes, prepared yes. to be flexible with the universe. Yes, I agree. That's something that. that I'm really glad that you mentioned because it's just like you might think you know what you want, mm -hmm. but things I'm a big believer in the simple phrase, things happen for a reason. Trust the process. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. like I think like letting go of control is the biggest thing. And that's another huge overarching travel lesson I've learned is just letting go. Yeah. And that's where the best experiences, the best stories, the most amazing people you meet are when you don't plan it. Like, how can you plan those instances? Like, yeah. they are meant to happen. You're meant to, you know, go through struggles. You're meant to, you know, go through the struggles to appreciate the gifts you have today. Yeah, or the you lessons know? that you need. You didn't know you needed in those moments. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Is an amazing and of course you wouldn't know what lesson you need. No, you would never exactly. know what lesson you need. Yeah, no, I agree. I know. Honestly, like 
I just feel like something that, like, as you were saying before, like, you were just, like, the most positive person. I love that about <laughs> that you. That I know. And I am so happy that you had, and we kind of, like, we mentioned talked about this a little bit earlier. You have made an ebook called The Confidence Cake, okay? Yes. And it's a brand that's all about digging deep into releasing your inner queen of confidence. I love it. You know, like, honestly, yeah. she gives us confidence just by even talking. Like, I am, like, feeling, yeah. I can't wait to manifest after this. Manifest. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. We're going to be manifesting. Yes. Manifesting. Yes. Manifest. Manifest. Yes. <laughs> yes. And something that in the in this ebook, you believe in using the power of social media to spread the knowledge of positive vibes yeah. whilst looking at your well-being and learning to set boundaries with technology. Yes. And I think that's such an important message to talk about, especially in this sort of era that we live in, which we're consumed by technology and social media. And yes. there can be a negative, you know, mindset to it. And I think that's so great that you've created this sort of balance. And it's something that Shannon and I do all the time. Like, I'm always trying to check myself a lot because coming from a podcast, like, obviously, like, we're on social a lot trying to promote or, like, post these things. But, like, we have this sense of, like, we never – we our main, I would say, goal about, you know – our social media or like, you know, our content is that we want to always be in the moment. Like I never yes. want to take something away from recording or taking a photo. So a boundary that we have set is that like anytime we're like with friends or family or on a trip, we take the photo, but we never like post anything until like, let's say before we go to before bed, I go to bed or yeah. like in the morning where like I'm not surrounded by people or like, you know, not in a moment where I'm disrupting something that like I want it to be organic. Yeah. So that's the boundary that we've set. But I love that you've created this ebook to help people with setting these boundaries. And I wanted to like give you an opportunity to talk more about this ebook and elaborate your thoughts on how to maintain a healthy relationship with technology. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that because I've always done social media and a lot of the time it's been around, you know, full-time job and life yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's so easy to get pulled in. And, and I do, mm -hmm. I honestly believe that social media has such a negative connotation because of that, because people do yeah. allow it to consume them. And I mean, if any of you have seen The Social Dilemma, you'll know all about it. Like it, mm -hmm. there is this addiction to social media. And I think it's really important to use social media, but use it in the right way. And I think when we feel that it's it's harmful, when we feel that it's it, it has a negative attachment to it, it's time to release, it's time to let go. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I teach people to kind of do both. So we're, I'm teaching you how to use social media in a positive way, but also don't overwhelm yourself. Life is not online. Online yes. is not real life. Yes. And yes. There's only, that's only one part of the puzzle. There's so much more. So if you can present that in a way that's gonna help and inspire people, because one of the things that people say to me a lot is that, oh, I don't use social media, it's so negative. But then one of the things that I do and what I teach the people that I work with is let's do a social media spring clean. Why is your newsfeed so negative? What is happening here? And one of the things that we have to do is, is make sure you can control what you consume, like you really can. There are gonna be mm -hmm. certain things that you can't, you're obviously there's gonna be life things like Corona, we can't just ignore the fact that it's happening. Yes, but we yes. can absolutely control the, the amount that we consume and how we choose to absorb the information that we see online. So for me, it's so important. If you're gonna be spending time on social media to build a brand, to promote yourself, to share things, you've also gotta make sure that what you're consuming is gonna balance that as well. Because otherwise, we're going to find ourselves online a lot, probably more than the average person, and we're going to find ourselves in a really dark place. Whereas we should only be using social media in a way that's going to lift us up, lift the other people around us, inform us, and then that's it. Like, we need to stop yes. it there. So that's something that I really wanted to carry through with me, just because of conversations that I've had with people where I know that social mm -hmm. media is a struggle. I'm like, how can we address this? What can we do? to make it feel different. And I think there's so many different ways that we can do that. But again, in the confidence cake, it goes into a bit more detail yes. on how to use social media intentionally and how to use it in a positive way. I, I call it using social media for good, not evil. Yes, <laughs> I'm with you on that. And that's the thing, like, I've yeah. definitely been guilty of the person who has like a love-hate relationship with social media. It's like, I'm with you where I love that you just, what you said earlier, where it's like, our lives are not online, like be in the moment and be present, yes. you know, like that's kind of the yes. message that I got what you said earlier. And that's something that like I struggle with because it's like for me, I, I, like I think it just in general, like what makes me happy? Keep it simple, you know, like yeah. I love photography. I love travel. I love conversations. I love people, you know, mm -hmm. and like with my feed, I love that you also mentioned the whole spring clean thing. So I do the same thing. I look yeah. at my feed and I'm like, like this doesn't feel like me how can I make yeah. this feel more enjoyable and mm -hmm. I think it's amazing that we all need to check ourselves when it comes to social mm -hmm. media because I like how you present it in a non-negative non like toxic way because 
I feel like it can be toxic, but you yeah. have the power to not make it that way. That's yeah. the thing. Like, you don't have yes. to be like everyone else. Like, I've done the whole unfollow thing where it's like, you know what? This is not doing me service. And I follow now because I'm just, I'm very, again, we talk about manifesting. I'm very into like those positive quotes. Like I follow like yes. scenery, travel, like the things that bring me joy. I make sure to consume that media mm-hmm. to keep me in check and be like, have the balance, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think yes. that's what I love about the confidence cake is you acknowledge the flaw, but also give nice steps and solutions to not feel so negative about it yourself, you yeah. know? And I love that about yeah. you and the energy that you and give to the world. And we all make sure to be posting that on our webpage of this episode. Yes. So you guys can download this ebook and just feel just as confident as we do. Yes. Yes. We got, yes. We got a little piece yes. of the cake today, guys. You can get the yes. whole thing on an ebook. <laughs> yes. This is just a slice, guys. Just a slice. Yes. <laughs> just a slice of the cake. We can be your uh, advertising team. <laughs> Yeah, yes. the Twins and Sherilyn podcast now. <laughs> we have upgraded. We're doing yeah, it. Upgraded totally. Oh. I'm so glad you've taken the time today to yes. just tell us your story, to share the stories yes. of others, and just introduce our audience to you. Yeah. You've, you're such a treat. And like you said, the confidence cake. I'm just so excited that you have a platform, that you share these things. And you're just so warm and welcoming. I know. That is like what's so important. I just think that meeting people like yourself gives me faith in humanity and makes me want to travel yes. and continue meeting people. <laughs> yes. Go out of my comfort zone. It's just amazing that you've taken the time today to talk to us about your journey, mm-hmm. about the things you're continuously doing. We're so proud to call you a friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, me too. Yeah. I know. Yes. You got two besties in New York now. <laughs> exactly. I'm coming. So this is yes. another thing that's quite yes. uh, adding to that actually. When yes. you meet people around the world, like this is this is a recommendation for everyone. If people take, yeah. if they say to you, "Come to my home city," or if you're ever in New York, or if you're ever in LA, take yeah. them up on that offer because yes. you will see things that you would never see as a tourist. Like I, I cannot tell you how many experiences I've had that I just I I would I wouldn't even know about. And that's again what mm-hmm. Travel is about because we're sharing those inner experiences. Yeah. But one of my friends, you know, he lived in Austin, Texas. He was like, yeah, come down. We went, we ended up tubing on, on the 4th of July with all these locals that were like, I've never seen a, a British person here in my life. So That's really, so American like, of you, by the way. That is that so you yes. in, like Texas oh, on the 4th of July. Uh, 4th of July, uh, Texas, 4th yes. of July tubing. Are you sure you're not American? Yes. <laughs> I, know. I know. That was so American. I was basically, I was basically American for the day. Yes. Yeah, you're an adopted American for the day. That was that was the best yeah. way to celebrate Fourth of July, honestly. Yeah, you did a, it right. Yeah, that is a very, very yeah, good That is so fun. I agree with you, though. That's another thing. Every invitation we give out to anyone we meet, we mean it, too. Like, I'm like, yeah. I yeah. love hosting. I love meeting people. Yeah. So I'm glad that it's very mutual. Mm-hmm. But with yeah, that said... You guys, all the information of Sherilyn, if you want to get more, please go on our website, thevogeltwins.com. All those goodies, Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz is going to be on there along with her ebook. Anything connected to Sherilyn, we're going to post it on our website. So please give this wonderful ray of sunshine a follow. Oh, that would be awesome, guys. Yes, please, guys. And if you're not following us, what are you doing? The Vogel Twins. (laughs) Please give us a follow as well. Let us know what you think in the comments. We really appreciate Sherilyn for coming today. Thank you so much. I know. Thank you for being here, honestly. So happy. It was such a treat. All All right. right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.